1: Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Rangers beat Partick Thistle in their first pre-season friendly. Could Sweden centre-back Karl Stelfert be a star felt? That'll be, I'm already making a mess of it, that's not great, is it? Could he be the man to solve Celtic's defensive issues and Ross County suspend all football activity after a COVID outbreak? I'm Andrew McLean. Joining me in the studio is Alex Ray.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I think it's uh, a priority now that Celtic start to get some business, Andrew. It's two weeks today where they take on uh, Mitchelland t- in the... Champions League qualifier, and when you look at the personnel, uh, you know even if you just look at the back four, Ralston, and Welsh, Beaton, uh, and they've obviously got ball and goal until at the back, it is not enough cover, and they need bodies in the building sooner or around, later. Rangers got up and running last night while one 0 one over Partick Thistle. It was partly a fringe team and then in the second half they brought in some of the big hitters so they are up and running as such and down in Wales you have uh, Celtic at uh, a training camp
1: yeah lots to talk about Rangers fans you saw your team in action last night for the first time since May what did you make of it any standout performers for you Celtic fans you've got your first pre-season friendly tomorrow against Sheffield Wednesday is there anything in particular you want to see from your new manager and the players St Mirren have smashed their one day record for season ticket sales Ross County are locked down Motherwell have signed Liam Kelly loads happening so make sure to get give us a call 0141 951 1025 or you can send us a tweet at Clyde SSB. Uh, I think we'll start with that story about Carl Starfelt, easy for me to say, a uh, Sweden centre-back. He's been linked with a move to Celtic today. The journalist Fabrizio Romano on Twitter saying they're closing in on a deal for him as a replacement for Christopher Iyer. We know he's asked to leave the club. He's asking the yeah. club to keep the, the promise that he said he gave to them last summer when he asked to leave. They managed to keep him... For another season So it remains to be seen What's going to happen with him But uh, Starfelt is the man That they've been linked with today Three caps for Sweden Played 29 times For Rubin Kazan last season As they finished fourth In the Russian top division I mean we don't know too much About him Alex yeah. But what we do know is Celtic need reinforcements Especially defensively
2: Yeah let's start with uh, Christopher Eyre I think it's uh, important To try and get that deal uh, Done because He's made it pretty clear Throughout the course of the, the Summer There was an agreement last year. He stayed for the extra year to try and get 10 in a row and it didn't work out particularly well. So he now uh, will be looking to try and get that move that he was promised last year. There was reports, and I say reports, kind of £12 million. If that was the case, I would fire up the car now and drive him down there if if it was Celtic at the moment. I think that would be remarkable money to get that in the last year's contract. But what you're looking at is a kind of Swedish international to replace him. They, They need that kind of quality, Andrew, because... As I said earlier They're very thin on the ground I think uh, Julien Is still injured at the moment You've got Welsh uh, You've got the lad Just coming in from uh, Sheffield Wednesday You can pronounce his name
1: Osazi Origidi
2: That's the man And uh, and you also got Beaton For me He's not really uh, You know Sometimes switches off And if you're going into These qualifiers I think You really need centre-halves In there That know their uh, you know, Position well So they do need bodies But um, Sooner ran later And uh, you know I'm sure they'll be working away Behind the scenes Because you know that You've got the new Director of Football or The new Chief Executive uh, Don McKay there And uh, so He'll be doing that Then now with the new manager They'll be kind of Frantically looking about For targets And they'll be trying To get some deals Over the line
1: because Hugh was talking last night about the two that have been brought in, Liam Shaw, Asazi Origide from Sheffield yeah. Wednesday, both still young, both yeah. haven't played too much football. This will be more in the mould that will, you know, encourage Celtic fans. You'd think sort of right now, rather than looking to the future and guys that maybe. Projects. Don't get me wrong Liam Shaw and Osazi Origidi could come in and, yeah. and have a great season but this is a guy who is more experienced he is an international and he's got a bit more sort of pedigree behind him than yeah. those
2: two well, They're tried and tested and I, and I agree with you I didn't hear him last night but if you're bringing in young guys from uh, Sheffield Wednesday who you know they went down they got relegated last year This is a different proposition you're going to any Champions League qualifiers against good opposition that's not to say that they can't hit the ground running they may well go in there and press from day one they were looking at a I say I've been a creation guy recently as well You know I think he was about nineteen twenty for 5 million So it because you're young doesn't mean that you don't have the qualities to come in So I think the new manager will be looking to try and get a, a settled team He will have this game uh, already penciled in He'll be doing the analysis just now The games at the, the Sheffield Wednesday tomorrow night They will be trying to get that kind of preparation So that no one gets injured as well I think that's one of the key things And I'd be very surprised if anyone got over 45 minutes to an hour tomorrow
1: well, let us know what you think. one four one nine five one one oh two five on the phones. First up is Michael, a Celtic fan in Liverpool. Michael, what's on your mind tonight?
3: Uh, good evening, Andrew. Good evening, Alex. Hi, Michael. Um, what it is guys? Is uh, first of all, I'd like to see the director's football um, situation sort of do. I'd like to see Martin O'Neill coming back because he said that he would like to come back a couple of weeks ago, and I'd also love to see Sean Maloney with Foster Coglu and the dugout. Um, but then, my other points are. Uh, we'll, take,
1: we'll take that first, Michael, and, and we'll go on to that. Um, Dominic Mackay in his sort of first press yeah. conference wasn't really clear on what structure Celtic are going to go ahead with you know there was was talk at the end of last season that they were going to you know rip the whole thing up and have a whether it's a director of football a sporting director something like that Dominic Mackay wasn't overly clear on whether that's the route Celtic are going to go down it seems you know Michael is one of the Celtic fans that would like to see it could you see Martin O'Neill taking up that role I know that Gordon Strachan was someone that was sort of credited with it Dominic Mackay shut that down straight away
2: well I'd be surprised If Martin come in Having shot down Because uh, I think the, 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 the both of them Would come under That same kind of bracket um, In terms of Director of football I think you made A really good point there Andrew in terms of What is the structure At, at Celtic Park At the moment Because There's people out there we are, We're actually discussing it And now We've got Michael on the line Talking about Director of football There is no head of recruitment As we're aware of So far So who's actually Making the decisions Because you've got Dominic Mackay Who is predominantly Rugby orientated who's making the decisions on this is it purely down to the manager because that wasn't really the structure prior to uh you know um Peter Lowell leaving so i'm not quite sure of the structure you then have the backroom team as well because we don't know if the current backroom team Kennedy and Striking will remain so i think there's a lot of unanswered questions at the moment and uh as i said i don't know whether they're prioritizing putting all their energy into trying to get players in but they have to find a structure that works for the club going forward. It it can be the short term. It has to be me, medium to long term. And uh, but I'm not sure Martin O'Neill. Uh, I take I take his point about uh, Maloney. I think he's well regarded. Whether he would uh, take that on, I don't know because his situation. You know, you don't know if Martinez is going to remain in Belgium, whether he's going to move back into club football. So I think that's a wee bit up in the air as well. But if that was offered to Sean Maloney, maybe give him a a, a food for thought. What direction he may well go down because. He's obviously getting affiliation with Celtic. and may well come back for this this project that they're, they're undertaking at the moment. Do you want to come back in, Michael?
3: Yeah, no problem, man. Um, first of all, with with regards to the, the, the um, defense, I'm disappointed that we've lost in that goalkeeper because he's went to um, Real Sociedad, Matt Ryan. And um, also, I would like to see that Vuskovic come in, and I would also like to see that Japanese boy Ko Itakura. And as another guy from, I think it's Groningen, Groningen or whatever it is, yeah. uh, or he's, he's called um, Kenneth
2: Powell. Yeah, Michael, I mean, Michael it, what do you know about these guys? You know, obviously, because you've well, mentioned
3: this. Few... I, I was actually reading about them, Alex, and I'm thinking to myself, these seem really good, experienced defenders. Um, so that... That's that's what Celtic are looking for because I look at Rangers, Alex, and Rangers are very very strong all over the park, Alex, right and Andrew. And for me, like i are saying about the structure, that Alex and Andrew, I just think I don't really think Celtic will do anything against michland. I think they'll get knocked out. And if I'm perfectly honest, um, because I still I'm still disappointed in Celtic as well that they've lost to in that 30 goal. Uh, Sunderland striker Charlie White, um, he's now going to Wigan, I believe. So, and they've just they've obviously still gone with Austin Edouard, who for me is quite a lazy player. He didn't do it last season. Albin Ajede still's got to prove himself. Lee Griffiths is, is another one who's got to prove himself. Um, so for me, it, like it, it, like like Rangers, Rangers have got four or five good strikers. I mean, they've got Ryan Kent, who's superb. They've just got guys all over the park.
1: So I mean, me- I mean, we'll take that point, Michael. That you know, Michael's saying there about there's all these names that are linked yeah. and I think that's maybe where the frustration comes for some Celtic fans like Michael that, you know, they're, they're waking up, they're yeah. reading the morning newspapers, they're listening to the Super scoreboard, and they're hearing different names but there's not been too much in the way of movement when Celtic are two weeks out from that yeah. first Michelin qualifier where Michael's basically yeah. already accepted defeat.
2: Yeah, and I, I don't think uh, that should be the case uh, that you're, you're throwing in the towel now on the Champions League qualifiers. Uh, you know, Charlie White now Celtic can't do nothing about speculation You know, the, the media are constantly firing names out there on a daily basis Now, Charlie White scored 30 goals for Sunderland last year I, I said to you prior on the show That's, a, you know, because he would have been a good coup uh, It's a guy, if you get the ball in the box He's got a physical presence uh, And I think that would have complemented what Celtic already have Even though there might be coming and going with uh, Edward I still think a guy of that stature might well have done well If you gave him the service So, I understand babe all these names are getting thrown in But if the papers I've got to kind of fill them as well on a daily basis. Half of them probably won't even be on Celtic's, maybe even less than that on the radar. So, I think until they actually start kind of getting people in, then that's when you can really assess whether they're going to have an opportunity to progress through, um, you know, uh, Mitchell in a couple of weeks. Michael,
3: um, I that, that I mean I'm just I'm just uh, a wee bit worried really because Celtic need a wee bit of grit in midfield as well. Uh, I like to, I like that Aaron Moy. But I don't think he'll come to China Because he's on megabucks in China um, I've seen another guy Called Robert Sawyers Who's I think he's at West Brom
1: Was oh, that um, uh, Romain Sawyers I think he's yeah. been previously linked to Celtic Before he, he went to West Brom I remember that one
3: uh, I'm just looking for yeah. somebody who can come in and be a decent captain Um because we, we need a good captain as well I mean, Rangers are just
2: really, we'd, we'd, really do you know, strong Michael, would you not know, accept um, McGregor You know, when you look at his performances Obviously he dipped a bit last year But over the piece I think he's, he's, he's earned his corn through there His performances uh, Even if you look at Scotland recently He showed what he can actually do uh, in a couple of games I, I, I think potentially he can uh, And I take on board that he's not a Scott Brown You know, he's not a Roy Aiken, But he still does with his performance And I think he has a respect to the dressing room
3: uh, I'm just looking for physical players Like Martin O'Neill had Like your John Hartsons And your Johan Yalbys And your Yusuf Harons Because that's the type of Team that I want to see Celtic become again I mean look at Rangers Rangers have got all these Really strong guys I mean I love I'm i a Celtic supporter But I like I really really like Ryan Kemp Because I think he's He's, he's like a greyhound On that pitch On that pitch you know Michael you can Ryan have Camara. him For 25 million. All got
2: good players <laughs> yeah. I'm saying you can have him For 25 million <laughs> oh no <nay> bother <laughs> I'm only kidding,
3: I, I always good I always Before he came to the angels, Nora, Not Alex and Andrew I always thought Celtic should sign him Celtic should sign him But they didn't Do you know what I mean? So, But that's that's life, isn't it?
2: Yeah, well listen As I said earlier on I think it's important That they actually start To get some recruitment Because it's not just Getting them in the building, Andrew You have to uh, indoctrinate them into the style of play That you want And that just doesn't happen overnight So the quicker they get players in The better it'll be for Celtic To get up and running
1: I mean, that's Celtic's 1st preseason friendly is tomorrow. I think it's three o'clock against Sheffield Wednesday. There is probably a skeleton of a squad yeah. there that Celtic have. They don't have everyone back in training out of the players that are there at the moment. How tough is it going to be for Ange Postacoglu to build up to this Mitchellan game where he's constantly having to add pieces to this yeah. jigsaw and he can't put out really a a team that he's wanting to to be the finished product, basically.
2: Yeah, it'll be a source of frustration, that's for sure. You're absolutely right, because obviously the the players that represented Scotland will start coming back into the mix as well. Um, you know, James Forrest will be pretty much back up to speed, get a good pre-season under his belt as well, because he was a big loss for Celtic last season. And uh, again, it goes back to the two or three players who are potentially, because we haven't even mentioned Ryan Christie, you know, there's speculation over the last couple of days that he may have been linked to uh, Crystal Palace. You've got uh, Edward Who it looks like He's missed the opportunity To go to Leicester You just wonder where uh, You know His future lies Is it going to be at Celtic Or somewhere else
1: Well thank you to Michael 01419511025 If you want to get involved Sean is a Celtic fan Up next in Motherwell Sean what's on your mind tonight? Alright guys um, I was listening to that call
0: there And I was kind of laughing I was, I was thinking Why chase making kind of players When you've got a, a striker That in my eyes Personally can come in I'd take Kevin Nisbet for Hibs. That's just... I think he's tried and tested for that year. And uh, instead of going halfway across the world with some of the people that that we're seeing are like, just go 10, 15 minutes down their motorway and go get Kevin Nisbet
1: for Hibs. I mean, I don't know what car Sean's driving if it's it's just 10, 15 minutes to get to Easter (laughs) Road. It's a nightmare (laughs) to get to the other side of Edinburgh to get there. But, you know, Sean's talking about a striker who... Scored 14 goals in his first Premiership season last season Celtic have certainly been yeah. credited with an interest in him It looks as if Hibs are wanting in excess of about £4 million yeah. for him But do you think that maybe is important When there's so much upheaval at Celtic this summer That maybe looking at a guy who has already done it in that league Might might help things a bit
2: Well the one thing about him is He looks as if he's going in the right direction Andrew you, He came in last year There was question marks because he played most of his football at the, the lower levels He's come in, he did brilliant last year, scored in his uh, Scotland debut as well, uh, finally taking goal. I think he'd be a good addition for Celtic. Uh, whether he would be the main number nine, because if Edward's going out the door and you replace him with uh, Nesbitt, for me there's a big gulf uh, in quality there. Uh, I, I look at Edward and I rate him highly, I think he's one of the outstanding talents in Scotland. He clearly uh, kind of lacked a bit of interest last year, I think that was a thing that kind of went against him. I'm not exactly sure where he'll be in his mindset if he felt. I always go back to that uh, Ferencvaros, Varos game where you know Neil Lennon came out. I think that Edward was one of the guys that wanted to go last year. So if he's back in the building now, it suggests to me, having been in and about dressing rooms, is that he probably wants to go this year as well. So you know what you ha- what you have to do now is you have to try and get the best uh, financial deal for Celtic, get him out the door, and if you're replacing him like for like when with Nesbit. I think that's a step back I think he's a good player Nisbet But you have to be Trying to attract players Of Edward's quality Because you know one thing You know you have to Add and enhance What you had previously
1: Sean Is Kevin Nisbet The only player In the Scottish Premiership That's impressed you Or do you think That's a market Celtic Could l- look wider And, and maybe pick a Two or three players from
3: Well I hate doing this too. Like the mother,
0: I always waited at, I don't know if Alan Campbell's still there. I don't know if he just left. No, no, he's he's are, left.
1: Uh, his, his contract ran out this summer, so he's away to Luton Town.
0: I know. I'd always take him. He's a good player. Um, there is, do you know, there's hidden gems in Scotland. That boy for Hibs and all the left back. He's a good young player. Dodge It's just if you look hard, if you look hard enough, mate. You find somebody. You look hard enough, you find somebody.
2: Would, Sean, Sean, would, Sean, would you go and get the boy at uh, Hibbs then? Because you've obviously got Taylor and Ball and Golly, and I'm not exactly sure what you paid for the two of them, roughly 5 million for the two of them. You know, you still have to kind of maybe get Ball and Golly back out the door and maybe bring that kid in. He's, they've also been linked to Hickey as well. Aaron Hickey, yeah. It's a hard one. If you get by, basically just saying, oh, right, they two have failed,
0: that's it. But then if you don't get in by, there's obviously thinking, it's just sticking to the two, so. It's a lose-lose for some like, It is kind of lose-lose But also at the same time It can be a win-win with this new match It's, it's a confusing situation Like I'm kind of glad I'm not a Celtic match The manager at Celtic Because It's the hardest thing After Arsenal, I think Football for a while That try to rebuild that Celtic team ah, so,
2: uh, Sorry sh- 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 Sean I actually think that the boy Taylor done okay I think he's relatively consistent You know Every time he's come in He bombs up and down He's got decent quality When he gets there defensively He's okay He doesn't G- come up too short Against many teams In the in the top flight in Scotland So I'm not saying that he's no Capable of doing a job at Celtic I'm just looking at and And if I would expect him to get back out on loan Just because of what happened last uh, Last year but, with him i
0: you just say something Alex See I kind of think Greg Taylor Has been kind of made a scapegoat Because He's committed to to replace Tierney And obviously he's no Tierney Because yeah. Tierney's like a, a exceptional player I'm not saying Greg Taylor isn't a good player I'm saying Greg Taylor is a good player But A lot of Celtic fans then don't rate him Because he keep to command Which isn't a very good thing to do But
1: I just mind A lot of Celtic fans to kind of use him as a skateboard I mean the thing is that You look at What Kieran Tierney has done Since he left Celtic How good he's been for Scotland yeah. How good he's been For Arsenal You think it would have been A tough gig for Anyone to come in And, and yeah. try and fill those boots
2: Yeah without doubt Listen you're, you're looking at Rolls Royce there uh, I think he's just signed a new Four or five year contract as well For gazillions So that shows you what Arsenal think of him The reason why they've given him a contract so soon Andrew Is, is because they don't want anyone to take him away If they're trying to build uh, down at Arsenal But he's absolutely right Sean In terms of what the problem you have is Whoever comes in You know that's who you're getting gazed against Because of have watched uh, Kieran do He did so well for over the last uh, previous years And to try and do that That's the reason why I think Taylor does okay And that's why I said that But obviously bowling goal is obviously another issue
1: well, thank you to Sean, 0141 951 Give us a call and you could be up next. We're going to be taking a look at Rangers' friendly win over Partick Thistle after the break.
0: You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 0141 Clyde
1: One Super Scoreboard Alex Ray here with me Andrew McLean in the second part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard 01419511025 if you want to get in touch or you can send us a tweet at Clyde SSB there is a pre-season friendly going on at the moment St Mirren taking on air uh, just have a look at our starting lineup. a few new signings in there Charles Dunn is in there Alan Power uh, Scott Tanzer Curtis Main Eamon Brophy as well who signed permanently this summer after his loan move from Kilmarnock so uh, a good few new faces One all at the moment But a, a pretty good um, Squad Jim Goodwin yep. Seems to be putting together A lot of premiership Experience in there Yep
2: And uh, when you look at um, Some of the recruitment Last year You have to say It was partly the, Their success You know They would be disappointed They never get into The top six They also go to the, the semi-finals as well So um I think they're doing a good job at St Mirren. It was interesting when you were doing your opening piece, Andrew, as well. I think it's encouraging when they, they see record numbers of season tickets, which is great for, for a local club as well. Yeah, I think
1: it was uh, 1,000 on the first day of sales.
2: Remarkable. Uh, and it's great because, obviously, it's difficult times on the back of a pandemic. Uh, but I think the St Mirren public can see what Jim uh, and the guys are trying to do there at the club. And, uh, you know, they've obviously done that by supporting... Uh, because I think... Tony's on record as well As saying that it's the highest budget They've ever given a a manager And they need the fans to come through the door And obviously what they saw last year Is really encouraging And and they can really kick on now
1: Rangers had their pre-season friendly Last night against Partick Thistle Rangers fans we want to hear from you on that 01419511025 Maybe you've got some thoughts on John Lundstrom as well Who of course joined yesterday Make sure to get in touch Let's go straight back to the phones John is a Celtic fan in Coatbridge What's on your mind?
4: Hi guys, see before I, I come on Andrew, I meant to give you mention last night I gave a wee mention, a shout out for a wee boy for Cope Ridge A wee boxer, Mark McQueen, He's undefeated professionally, his first five or six He's been training with Ricky Burns recently He's, This wee guy, I've, I've been on here on the phone Mentioned this wee guy, a uh, future champion Just to give a wee shout out, fighting a couple of
1: weeks uh, Good stuff, I we'll wish him all the best we'll, yeah, we'll remember his name
4: Cheers guys, right, uh, Mark Sparky McEwan, right Anyway, no, I was on last night, Alec And uh, I was talking about Christopher Iyer. Uh, and, and I was talking to this, the boy, there, and I took my phone call there. But or, do you think Alex, this, my Ange Postecoglou, will play Ayer and Edward in a couple of weeks if they're still there to get us through these? You know what yeah. I mean, obviously they're still contracted to yeah. Alex. So do you not know think they'll, yeah. they'll they'll play if they're there? You
2: know what I mean? That's a good point, and uh, I think the manager already have had discussions with these two guys. Uh, you've seen it time after time where players are waiting for that move, and if it doesn't come off in the period that he anticipated as a player. Then have to play We had that a few years ago With one of the centre-halves That had refused to play Under Brendan Rodgers Oh come on Andrew You must know who it was Uh, And and he refused to play Do you remember He he refused to play So um, It it, it caused a lot of upheaval And uh, a lot of people Blamed him for, for that So one thing's for certain, uh, John, is that they'll have to make sure that... It was
1: Dedrick Boyata, just Boyata. for the record.
2: Yes, good man, thanks for that for, <laughs> you got it. So uh, so I'm pleased that, um, you know, that, but they'll have to get that right, because if they don't get that right, then if they pitch up and they kind of down tools as such, but they're professional players, you would expect them to do the right thing. And for me, it's a case of trusting the players if they give you that assurance.
4: It's not uh, like, as if, to say, if he goes to a Norwich, or uh, it's not as if he's going to be, you no know, cup tied for Champions League, you know what I mean? So, uh, to me, these yeah. guys should, should sort of, I mean, if, if, I mean, don't be wrong, D.I.R. is due. I mean, it was, unfortunate for the guy, he was, he was promised last year apparently he could go, and he stayed to try and get the 10. So, obviously, you know what I mean, he's, he's trying to do a turn to so obviously, I think he's a big guy. I like the big guy, I wish he would stay, you know what I mean? But, uh, as I said, I like the look at this Swedish boy they're trying to sign, but obviously, as. I mean, as I agreed with you there about Cal McGregor, I think Cal McGregor should be the captain, I mean, is it the, the players look up to him and respect him, as you say, he's not a Scott Brown as such, but he is, I mean, he is a great player, you know what I mean, and so, I think maybe this year he will see better with the shackles off him, maybe with Scott next to him, you know what I mean, but, as I said, uh, I just hope, Edward, don't be wrong, I, I've been on here for hours, you know, and I, I'm not Edward's biggest fan, because I think he's a, a very lazy player. I mean, even though he was the top goal scorer last year But to me, he down tools early on in the season John, would, John, just...
2: John, you know when Neil Lennon came out after the Ferenc Farros game And had a go up four or five of his players uh, Listen, we don't, we're really speculating here But I get the impression that it may well have been Edward And uh, uh, I am well Because he was trying to get out the door last summer And the, your opening gambit was Would you play these guys if you were the new manager? Would you? The, the big question is Would you trust them on the back of last year's exit? I think that would be the biggest question for me.
4: I know they said I think that was part of Neil Lennon's downfall last year as well. I like, I mean, he came out and slated yeah. these players, and then in the following. Thursday Sorry the following Saturday, Saturday Or yeah. Sunday he, he played the same player So I mean He, he made a rod for his own head Not I mean But as I say I think when I, I think Cham Was one of them You know what I mean And obviously the French Are, are, are good for this For falling with each other You know what I mean But as I said As a guy as well I think he could come back I mean even you've spoken with this as well On his day This guy's a player In Cham You know what I mean, Just to say, I, mean
1: I mean I don't know what Being French has to do With anything With no. John's reference there But you know it's interesting because Ange Postacoglu, if he's got Odson Edward in front of him and he's seen him in training yeah, of and he's seen the quality and he's got Christopher Eyer in front of him and he's available to play, it's going to be tough for him to turn around and say, well, you know what? I don't want these guys to play yeah. in a two-legged tie. That is a, a must win.
2: Well, See, the, see the thing is, you'll be looking at these guys knowing that it's the best opportunity that he's going to get to get through the tie. He will be trying everything in his managerial skill set to try and get these guys on board with the promise of, right, okay, let's get through this and then we get your move that's required. But the, you can go back to Ayer was promised this last year as well, so they might not want to get injured. you know. So there's there's lots of different things. The one thing about footballers nowadays is they are very selfish. They know where their strength lies, getting into the last year year's contract, and they tend to hold the cards as well. But listen, I'm sure that uh, Postacoglu will be most certainly trying to get the better ones, and Edward and Ayer will most certainly come into that bracket. Well,
1: thank you to John01419511025 if you want to get in touch. Uh, Let's move on to Rangers' friendly win last night. 1-0 winners against Partick Thistle at Farhill. their first pre-season friendly. Stephen Gerrard started with a pretty inexperienced starting 11 in the first Mm. half, made wholesale changes at the break, brought on a few of the big hitters at that point. James Tavernier missed a penalty before Cedric Hitton scored the winner. So, I mean, the the first real glimpse we've had of Rangers this pre-season, there's not much we can really take from it I would say because not many players played too many minutes but a win a goal for Cedric Hitton and more importantly just you know minutes for players yeah
2: at this stage Andrew you're hoping that you get through the games Uh, obviously you want to win because he just starts off in the right uh, direction and as you said it was a a team of young boys mostly in the first half and then the second half they brought on some of the big hitters like Tavernier, Ghost, and uh, Davis, uh, Aribo, um, Ruth, Balligan. So it was a bit more familiar. Uh, but as I said earlier on, it's really just about getting minutes. Some of the younger guys, uh, Kelly, uh, impressed. And uh, it's good to see Scott Wright as well, back looking lively. So they'll just be trying to get these guys up to speed because, uh, you know, it's important to hit the ground running when you go into these qualifiers that you really make an impact because of the financial rewards. Well
1: Logie is on Twitter At Clyde SSB If you want to get in touch He said Stephen Kelly Was a standout last night For Rangers What does Alex think The future holds for him
2: Well listen I've watched this boy uh, I've watched his development You know He went to air in the championship And I was really impressed I've got a a friend Who does some scouting For one of the Scottish teams And and he's seen a lot of him And he says Listen I really like this boy I'm sure he can kick on He obviously went up To the Highlands last year And and he really showcased What he did there He showed some real Um uh, obviously, the the one at uh, Celtic Park, we watched it in the studio, and he was very impressive that day as well. He's just a young guy that's really trying to impress. And when you look at the personnel in the middle of the park, like Jack, Davis, Kamara, he has to go some to get into that squad. But he's going in the right direction because he's obviously started the championship at Ross County. So whether he can break into that squad, It'll be interesting to see But last night he's obviously done himself the world of good
1: Well let's hear from Rangers B team boss David McCallum He's been a big part of Stephen Kelly's development yeah. Here's what he made of uh, him last night And what the future holds for him
0: Yeah excellent You know Stevie's been at the club again Similar to, to Nathan since he was very, very young I think eight years old again But he's been a different route Nathan's obviously went straight from academy Into the, the, the first team set up right away Stephen's took a different route when he went alone I think he was very comfortable um, And not overawed by... You know, and about the players that he's got in the team, and it just looked normal to him. I think that's as mm-hmm. credit to Stephen. I think what Stephen's done last night is shown that um, when he's been asked to go in there last night, he's shown up well. Um, he's, you know, he's he's got that environment. He's got a bit of personality to be able to cope with the with the players around about him and, and not just be there for the sake of filling the jerseys. And I think Stephen last night showed that that he's got a bit of personality. He can back himself to go and believe that he can he can be part of that group. But like I said, to you, all these decisions are uh, are the manager's decisions and. And then hopefully, you know, Stephen will continue to show up and, and keep cribbing the managers some some um, options to consider. Do
1: you think that'll be a high priority for Rangers going forward? Because David McCallum referenced Nathan Patterson yeah. a couple of times, talked about his breakthrough, obviously not only at Rangers, but Scotland as well. Rangers over the past few years yeah. just haven't really had the guys coming through and making an impact yeah. from the youth academy in the first team. Nathan Patterson is a good example of that, but now he needs people to follow him.
2: Without doubt, and that is the the showcase. Yeah, he has been excellent. Um, I like the way he's gone about everything. Uh, his kind of rise from where he was, you know, and I think partly that as well. And I think this is going to be a dilemma for Stephen Gerrard next year because Tavernier's is your captain. His stats are phenomenal. And if he can replicate that next year You're just thinking Where does Partison fit into this whole thing So It's about getting that balancing act Because you want to see Patterson developing And he is And then you have guys like uh, Kelly uh, Kind of shown A different pathway Where you can get in And I think And this is going back to the The youth situation We had this discussion last week This is a guy Who went to the championship Went loan Then obviously He's obviously went and done it In the, in the premiership And he's, his pathway is going an upward trajectory So for me, I think I like the way this boy's gonna his business. As I said, my only issue is is because he has so many people in front of him. John Lundstrom came in uh, yesterday as well. David Davis, Kamara, Ryan Jack. Uh, so you have some. Now the
1: offer bar has come in yes, this transfer window as well. Joe Rebo then comes
2: <laughs> into the midfield mix as well. So I think it'll be very difficult to break into that squad, but he may well go back out and loan, get more experience and come back next year. Uh, you know when when players you know Stephen Davis might not go another year after this but he's got to look to go and showcase what he's actually uh, capable of doing and prove to Stephen Gerrard because you know they've obviously got the loans manager in at Rangers as well where they'll be assessing these guys and then where they can pitch in if they can do the job Rangers going forward
1: Rangers fans if you've got any thoughts on this give us a call 01419511025 I mean we were talking about the the depth in that central midfield oh. you look at the, the depth at centre back as well I think it was Jack Simpson and George Edmondson who started the game last yes. night you've also got Goldson to add into that with Hellander Balogun um, Nikola Katic Katic's of course back, coming yeah. back from his injury as well is a big part of Rangers summer going to have to be streamlining this yep. squad because there's a yeah. lot of players to fill Basically yeah, I was going to say 11 true. slots But effectively sort of 18 slots
2: Yeah but the, the, you, you look at the the centre half berth He plays a four four two. Stephen Gerrard So Again One of the dilemmas again Is corner Golson And that was the only one That I could see where I felt as if You're right Okay he's going into his last year Rangers are running a business Do they cash in now? They can't afford for him to let His, his year run down And he leaves for, for free uh, next year And you know, you've got six players there. Uh, I would imagine that Edmondson could be sacrificed when you look at the level of And and uh, Balligan was excellent last year as well when when called upon. I actually like Katic. I love everything he does. I like I love his application. He, it's funny because we have the Dazzler on here every every week when he's out at games and going, I'm really interested in the warm-up. I, I don't get interested in any warm-up. I'm all interested in what they produce on the pitch. But it was one time I seen that boy do a, a, some running after the game Andrew and I've never seen anybody work so hard after a game so it showed me he's got the right character and having worked for about 8 or 9 months to get back up to shape he'll come back really firing so it'll be interesting because they will have to streamline Simpsons just in the door so I'm not exactly sure who's going out the door other than I would imagine Edmondson and possibly one more
1: Jordan Jones was another player who got his yeah. opportunity last night Can you see a, a future at Ibrox for him? Well,
2: listen, he, he was a bright spot last night That's for sure, you know, he's lively He's obviously gone down to Sunderland, done okay Get some game time under his belt uh, And it never quite happened for him in the opening exchanges For, uh, you know, he obviously gets sent off against Celtic uh, And then obviously the Covid situation So, you know, these things have kind of hampered his progression But I think the one thing about Steven Gerrard is I don't think he harbours a grudge And if somebody comes back firing uh, and he's really shown what he can actually do and capable of. Then I'm sure he would throw him into the mix. I don't. I don't think he would hold grudges.
1: Last night was really just an example of the depth in that Rangers squad because it was basically two different starting 11s in each yeah. half, and that was without Morelos, Kamara, Kent, Jack, Hellander, Barisic. A lot of guys still to come back in, so. Yeah. We talk about Stephen Kelly And guys like this I mean Ben Williamson Had a good yeah. loan spell At Arbroath He's expected to go out On loan again But it must be Quite tough for these Younger guys Looking at You know How many yeah. players Are ahead of them In the pecking order But it must be great For Stephen Gerrard Looking at his squad and, yeah. and seeing just how many Players he has to choose from
2: Yeah but I think You mentioned it Andrew that For me The boy Patterson Is the one He He's the shining light To all these kids Williamson and all these boys You think to yourself Regardless who's in front I often listen to Stephen Gerrard when he talk about when he first started training with the first team it was like household names in front of him and he just thought as soon as I get there I'm not coming back in whatever it took for me to actually get in that team once he got in he wasn't looking back I think that's got to be the mentality for the young kids at Rangers breaking through
1: 01419511025 make sure to give us a call anything you want to talk about and you could be up next
0: 0141 951 1025 This is Scottish football's League leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard
1: Alex Ray here with me Andrew McLean In the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard 0141 951 1025 If you want to get involved Still one all In that friendly Between St Mirren And Air United Tonight We were looking back At that friendly Between Rangers And Partick Thistle Last night Celtic have their first Pre-season friendly Tomorrow against Sheffield Wednesday anything else on your mind 01419511025 I was just going to get your thoughts on John Lundstrom signed yeah. yesterday haven't had too much of a chance to talk about him is that a, a good signing for you?
2: I think so I, I've watched him develop over the years uh, even when I was working down south I, I was, he was on the radar at uh, MK Dons about 9 or 10 years ago and he is a box to box midfielder good technical ability good energy I think he's a really good addition It's interesting because of the way that Rangers are actually recruiting at the moment Andrew Because if you look at the 5 or 6 midfielders they had last year three hundred and fifty grand they got the the 6 of them for Which is a remarkable uh, bit of business when you look at it, They were all internationals So Lundstrom then comes into the, the mix now Zungu's away So it's just like for like in terms of But I think he will bring a lot more to the table
1: I mean that was another couple of players I missed when I was talking about the ones that didn't feature last night. Lundstrom obviously didn't play. Yes. Bash and Sakala. Um, I think Rangers are still waiting. There's some complications. He, he needs yes. to come over and and quarantine as well. So um, yeah, I mean it's going to be there, there's definitely going to be some yeah. clearing out on the on the go. At Ibrox.
2: Yeah, without doubt. And I think you have to get the the balance right. I don't think there's any need in having 26, 28 players. You know, and half of them are not going to play. Uh, you know, you look at the the mainstays. You know And it's just a bit of tinkering I think, I think With Rangers If you look at Steven Gerrard And how he operates Throughout the course of last season Because of the Europa League games And the league games He was Rotating Quite a lot There would be times it would was rotating Four or five players Every game And it worked brilliantly for him Because The way they've been coached Is that they just Are like for like It's a 4-3-3 three, three, And everybody knows their jobs So when one comes out You bring, bring in quality as well And I think that's the one thing That Rangers have in their favour Getting into this season Is They have A group of players There's probably going to be One or two disruptions If they get the right offers For players Then they have to recruit And I think the recruitment's been great But you've mentioned uh, Sakala as well I'm really excited to see What he can bring to the table He's obviously coming With a decent reputation From Belgium And you know He will bring another Attacking option also So Listen things are looking good In terms of recruitment But they have to hit the ground running. That's that's uh, you know goes without saying. I think Stephen Gerrard's already said 55 is put to bed. We're refocusing, and it's they're looking forward to trying to get 56.
1: I mean, you look at the sort of difference, I suppose, between the pre-season friendlies for Celtic and Rangers, because Rangers are going into them. They've got a settled group of players. It's, I suppose last night. Steven Gerrard's maybe kind of getting guys that haven't played as much game time more used to the system out on the pitch playing it whereas Celtic have so much to do in terms of Ange Postacoglu wanting to implement his style, bring in players. There's there's a really different dynamic to each camp.
2: Yeah, I said it earlier on that uh, Postacoglu then has to imprint his uh, philosophy onto this group of players. You mentioned that some of the players are not even there because of being with Scotland. Whereas you look at Rangers, and if you take it last night, I think it was Simpson uh, was playing centre half, Scott Wright was in, they've already had six months to hit the ground running, and I think over the course of the next couple of weeks, we will try and get uh, the other guys, Sakala, obviously got to do the, the isolation, quarantine. And then you have uh, Lundström who will automatically go in and he'll be bedding down the ideas as we speak.
1: I word for Partick Thistle as well. Of course, they'll have been happy with the, the run out. I think Neil Scally, their assistant boss, was speaking after the game saying it was the perfect test for yeah. them heading into the weekend. They've got Dunfermline in the League Cup group stages. But, um, they've obviously, you know, off the back of a promotion, they're yeah. going into the championship. Uh, that's the type of opposition they'll have been wanting to test sure. themselves again going into a big game at the weekend.
2: Yeah, I, I like this format, Andrew. I like the fact that the, the games come, they're competitive. Uh, <laughs> the one thing about Ian McCall is he'll be wanting to get up to a flyer. I was really pleased that they managed to get promotion last year. At one stage, you know, we about eight or ten games to go, you're thinking, oh, they're going to make the playoffs. He came like a train So he'll be looking to hit this, the ground running as well As most managers will try and do Get into this And it starts with the, the game against Unfermline And uh, the one thing I know about the people from uh, Mary Hull, you know, The Partick thistle fans Are really passionate about it and, and they'll be fully supporting him Because he's done a good job there
1: I know Ian McCall likes his uh, players on loan From Celtic and Rangers as well So maybe last night was a bit of a personal scouting mission To see who he could get on loan Well,
2: The, the good thing about uh, giving Ian your players He tries to play football in the right way And you know I've known Ian for a while uh, You know He tries to play football in the right manner He will coach them as well He's vastly experienced So I think the old firm will be encouraged To give him players
1: 01419511025 Andy is a Rangers fan in Finiston Andy what have you got for us?
5: Oh, how are you doing guys alright? Good, good, ah, good just uh, just talk talking about the the you know the signings and that and the, the players i have got. Uh, I'm glad we've signed another midfielder But I was saying to the the producer there. Uh, I think if, out of the two players that you know the talking about Minnesota and Tamara, I hate to say it but I'd I'd love to keep the and let Tamara go if we, we go we 50000 going for fifty 000, 'cause we'll get that much uh, you know back up for him there. You know, that'd be the wine one player if we get I don't know kinda money of to talk about for him but do you know? I just think even that boy is the, the day. I mean, the, the way he was talking about like Gana and and Steven was saying this is uh Stephen Steven you, he, he obviously sees a lot in the boy as well. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah, so. absolutely. You're absolutely right, Andy. And uh, I was reading an article where uh, Chris Wilder, the old Sheffield United, they were desperate. I mean, absolutely desperate to, to retain this boy. I think they offered him a third or fourth biggest wage at Sheffield United, uh, but he, he decided to run down his contract. So I think I actually think it's a very good addition. It's really interesting depending on what fans uh, you talk to because you've got Andy on the line saying you might want to sacrifice Kamara and you know, keep Morelos. Uh, unfortunately, I think what's going to happen is, and I don't think Rangers are kind of, going to have to maybe sell one or two depending on trying to balance the books. Uh, and I think that's a the model they're going to do They're obviously building up the profile of the squad The valuations are increasing So at some point you have to make sure Depending on the length of the contract Who's going to come and, and, and go out the door uh, I absolutely love Kamara I actually think he's one of the best midfielders in Scotland And what he does to Rangers I'm not exactly sure that there's anybody else In that six players that we are talking about Because he can handle the ball His technical ability is brilliant He's covering the grounds excellent if, it, if there's one criticism In terms of an all round Very rare all round I'd like to see him add more goals But what he does brilliantly You know He would be a really big miss And I think when you get to Europe as well You want to try and retain the ball That boy can keep the ball in a phone box He's terrific Andy
5: yeah, well, I, t- no, I, I know this is a, <laughs> an, kind of a dilemma No, you will get that many great I mean he's a rebel He's the same but he, he's on his He's on form well, um, He's just another guy That just can Mesmerise people You know what I mean so I, I just but I know there's going to be a point where we are gonna have to sell Yeah you know a couple of players to make up for all this money we've been built. you know, the the waste building. And, and I'll keep, i I mean keep, you take it when he came to Rangers, he came in the middle of the pandemic, he thought know, even his family was here. So he all oh, he was doing was going to training, then going here in a flat or whatever and sat in the house and yeah. but now maybe he's gonna get better as well, you know what I mean?
2: Yeah, one of the things, Andy, for me is, is Morelos, because I just love what he brings to Rangers, and I think, you know, if you look at the four strikers that they currently have, Defoe Itton, Roof, and Alfredo I still think he's a main number nine, I think he leads the line brilliantly, and uh, I would be really sad if he did eventually leave, because he brings so much to the party
1: Andy, if it was Morelos that was to go, do you think Rangers would need to Pay some big bucks to replace him, or do you think the likes of Cedric Hitton who of course got his goal last night, and Jermaine Defoe and Fashion Sakala coming in and Kamar Roof could uh, could be enough to to replace the goals?
5: I think they could because that, especially last season, I mean Morales, you know, as he played in a slightly different position, but he wasn't scoring as many goals as he used to because he was playing that No, I no, I would I would think I would hope that we've got enough strength and we'll see where that is boy fashion like. I mean, obviously. We've not seen him yet, and don't know when he's going to be coming here and getting settled in. But I, I think we've got enough. I think we would have enough cover. For an but I know and out tricky about Morelos last year, as Alex said. just just the way he was playing, he just, he was, you know, he was playing balls up, and he wasn't but I don't score, but I'm going to do some set up here for goals. So I, we've all missed him, uh, but obviously somebody's got to go. You know what I mean? We can't help it.
2: Yeah you've still still got to get An offer for him And and if he did When he does leave I'm sure they'll have a replacement Because I don't think Sakala's like for like For what Morelos is So I'd be surprised If I think He could trust The recruitment department To come up with a A wee gem
1: Well, thank you to Andy and Finiston. Thank you for all your calls tonight and thank you to Alex Ray in the studio. I'll be back tomorrow night. Of course, Celtic play that friendly against Sheffield Wednesday at three o'clock. So we'll bring you all the reaction to that. Of course, there's a big one in the Euros tonight as well. Italy against Spain. I'm sure you'll all have your eyes glued to the television for that one. But don't go anywhere tonight because Callum Gallagher is up next.
0: Flight 1 Super Scoreboard
2: with Call Robert Accident Repair managing your squad of vehicles across our proud nation.